Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Christ. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was younger, there's always that time where you're dating someone. Well, hold on, sorry, this is part of the point. You don't really know if you're dating someone or not. So, at least in my circles, we would say we need to have the DTR define the relationship. Where exactly is this? What's going on? Why do we hang out all the time? Familiar? Sort of, maybe. There is in that, of course, something very important. You know, what are we? Who are you and what am I to you? Because from that comes all sorts of a shift, right? Once you actually define, this is the relationship. This is what boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, right? Business partner, you're going to be really specific. Draw all sorts of legal documents. This is what this relationship entails, right? If you don't do X, Y, and Z, but this kind of defining the relationship is, we know, very important, even though I think our world in many ways is starting to deteriorate certain aspects of relationships, that this reality, I'll use another way of talking about this, of boundaries, that there are certain things that we expect or know to expect because we're in a particular relationship with that person. You know, if it's boyfriend, girlfriend, there's some expectations, like we're, we have a purpose, right? Or at least there used to be a purpose to being a boyfriend and a girlfriend. I don't really know what's going on now. I'm, now I'm to that age where I feel old and I don't understand what kids are doing these days. Sorry, it's starting to ha- I'm, I'm seeing it happen now. But this reality of being able to see what responsibilities do I have to this other person. And let's be honest, this is where a lot of friction in relationships comes from. What do I expect of you and what do you expect of me? And what, how do we navigate? Because we all come especially from backgrounds that have all sorts of other things going on that teach us what, where our boundaries, what we should expect, etc. Now, I'm going to go in a very different direction than you probably think that I'm going. But this evening in the hymnody with the Fathers of Six Ecumenical Councils, they gave us a lot of boundaries. They gave us a lot of specific names, even in a hymn, which we almost invariably, every year, and there's no fault to this, we're going to trip up on, because there's a lot of multi-syllable Words, uh, you know, names being Macedonians, not Mark's kind of Macedonians, a completely different kind of Macedonian. <coughs> it's nothing to do with where you're from. Uh, Apollinarians, Arians, not that kind of Arian, an, a more, an older kind of Arian. You just go down the list of all of these, and the fathers of the church as we sing in our hymnody, are lights upon the earth because they provide a reality of where the boundaries of the church are. And it's important for us to know what our relationship is with the church, what our boundary is with the church. That is why we have these lists 
of heresies, of ancient heresies, that you might say, those are dead and long gone. No, they're not. <laughs> you go down the street, you get on YouTube, you just listen to a few sermons here or there, uh, you can go to Kingdom Hall, you can go to Mormon group, whatever, and you're all of a sudden, what the fathers of the first six, six ecumenical councils are talking about is entirely relevant. Because as we hear, especially the focus of the hymnody for this feast, is there's a focus on Arius, because in many ways he's the arch heretic, because he denies who Jesus is rightfully. Yes, he has a special place in Eric's idea. He's the best human there could possibly be. Or at least, maybe better, he's the best created being that could be. Mormons, yes. Jehovah's Witnesses. Even Witnesses will even say, Arius had something going for him there. <laughs> there is in the mind of the church that this is not just some kind of like uh, territorial grab, right? Like, this is our territory, or this is boundaries that are just these kind of abstract things. For the church, they're lights upon the earth because they dictate these are the boundaries of what true doctrine is, because doctrine doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's fully man, and he's fully God. And if you start messing with how you understand with that, all of a sudden, maybe not all of a sudden, but there, there, all sorts of things flow from that. Suddenly there's no sacraments. Suddenly there's no sense of struggle towards God. There's no, I mean, we just go down a list of all sorts of things that flow if we have an off idea about Jesus. That's why we need the church to help us learn the boundaries. This doesn't mean that you have to go get a PhD because there's going to be thesis after thesis written after every single one, and there are, after every single one of these heresies. But in an age where we have, and a lot of this, I'm just going to be honest, because of the breakup in all of the micro-denominations of the world, about 200, 300 years ago, everybody decided doctrine doesn't really matter that much. Not everybody, but a good portion. What really matters is what you feel in your heart. Where has that gotten us? It just gets more divided, more broken up, more all over the place. The reality of what we need are boundaries. This is what the church teaches. This is who Jesus Christ is. These are the doctrines. These are the boundaries. And it's good for us to know what our relationship with that is. That way you know, what are my responsibilities? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be obedient to? What then is also supposed to be my, her not heritage, but my... Uh, inheritance, that was the word I was looking for, that I receive from the church. The gifts of wisdom that we receive in being in the life of the church. Because there's a whole lot of wisdom in the church, reading the fathers and being able to know, I mean, you might be surprised if you're struggling with particular sins, there's a whole lot of wisdom in the church that is there for you. There is, in this need for boundaries, Something that is beyond just our feelings, but is something that we can know, that we can trust, such that the church can seem that they are light to the world. So let us, through the prayers of the fathers of the first ecumenical councils, who helped clarify for us, provide the boundaries, 
defenses the realities of the truth of Christ so that we do not lose Christ in the midst of all sorts. Because as soon as you start saying none of that matters, all sorts of craziness and weirdness pops up. Look at America. We're a perfect product. I don't mean our country per se, but just look at all the religious. I'm a God, you're a God, right? No. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the one whom saved us from our sins, gifted us the Holy Spirit so that we can be united with him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.